Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to get more people into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Josiah Smith, filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, August 13th, 2022. The Bible has a lot to say about our work. And not just a lot to say in general statements or general truths. It has a lot to say about the motivations for our work. And that's a good question for us to think about today as we dig into our Old Testament reading is asking ourselves, what motivates us in our work? If you're someone that would consider yourself a hard worker, you're diligent in your job, you're effective in the task that you have been assigned by your employer, what is it behind all of that effectiveness and productivity that is motivating you in your work. We're going to see in Ecclesiastes 4 through 6 today, several improper motivations for work. And these are helpful for us to think through so that we can be on guard against them. Let's start with Ecclesiastes 4, 4. It says, then I saw that all toil and all skill in work come from a man's envy of his neighbor. They're saying that the the motivation oftentimes that's seen and that could be common amongst us as humans to work hard and to be diligent is envy of our neighbor. We understand that envy is looking across at our neighbor and seeing the things that they have and desiring it for our for ourselves. And not just desiring it for ourselves, envy really takes it a step further in the danger of envy is that we don't only want the materials or the the acknowledgement, the recognition, the achievements, whatever, for ourselves, we are upset that they have it as opposed to us. And we're always doing this comparison game of thinking to ourselves that we deserve more recognition, we deserve more money, we deserve more accolades than those that are around us. And this is a motivation that can oftentimes creep into our hearts, maybe even unknowingly, and be one of the back burner or even undergirding motivators for us to work hard. And so we need to evaluate these things and ask ourselves when we're at work, maybe you're not looking at your your coworkers and thinking, I want their car, I want their house, I want their life. But you could certainly be thinking, I want the recognition the, the recognition that they receive in the workplace. I want the, the job title that they have received. I want the corner office. I want the nice desk, whatever it might be. Those things, as simple as they seem, and maybe even as elementary as they seem, Team. Ecclesiastes tells us this is a motivator oftentimes for people in their work. We don't want to be motivated by envy. We don't want to be pushed further in our work. We don't want to be diligent, so to speak, simply because we're looking at those around us in this comparison game and we're actually being fueled by envy. That's something for us to look out for. Later on in the same chapter, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 7 says, Again, I saw vanity under the sun, one person who has no other, neither son nor brother, yet there is no end to all his toil, and his eyes are never satisfied with riches, so that he never asks, For whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and an unhappy business. So we have the improper motivation of envy, but then we go on and we see even in verse seven, the the improper motivation of selfish 
greed. It says one person who has no other, no other business partner, no other co-workers, no other family to share in this work, in this wealth, yet there is no end to all his toil and his eyes are never satisfied with riches. I think that's something that could be very relatable to, to us today is this pursuit of material possessions, maybe especially here in the Treasure Valley area. It's it's easy for us to get caught up in the fancy houses, the lifestyles, the comforts that maybe this area of the country provides, and for us to to never be satisfied with the, the pursuit of acquiring those things or for seeking after those things. Those are not good motivators for us in our work. We don't want to be motivated by envy. We certainly don't want to be motivated by selfish greed. So that leaves us with a question, what should we be motivated by? What, what's something that's a good motivation, that's a good and godly motivation? Well, in Ecclesiastes 5, we see that answered for us very clearly. Ecclesiastes 5.18 says, Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. What we need to understand that our work, one of the proper motivations for work, is that it is a gift from God. We understand that the ability to work, our physical capabilities to do work, our mind, our reasoning faculties, the the ways in which we can use our mind and our body, it, it is a gift from God. And then on top of that, the material possessions that we get, whether it's our money, our house, our car, whatever, these are also gifts from God. So what should motivate us in our work, honestly, is this gratitude to the Lord for the ways in which he provides for us. That's what it says. Accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. So we see as you read today in Ecclesiastes 4 through 6, these improper motivations for work and then maybe some some better motivations, some good and godly motivations for us to to have this attitude of a thankfulness towards the Lord for the things that he provides and understanding the source of our work really is God. And so we should in turn work as unto the Lord. And then we turn to our passage in the New Testament today in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. This is a different type of work that we're going to see Paul engaging in. Really, Paul is working for the ministry of reconciliation, and he's going to do this despite the long list of difficulty that he lays out here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. In fact, in verse four, here's what he says. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance and afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger. The list goes on and on. Paul says, I commend myself. I am committed to this ministry of reconciliation that we see in 2 Corinthians chapter five for your good, ultimately Corinthian believers, but also for the glory of God. And so his motivator in this gospel work is a proper understanding of the ministry of reconciliation that he received by God working through Jesus Christ. What I really want us to see is the connection between the the gospel and the motivations for our work. Now, obviously, Paul is doing what we might categorize as gospel work, and we might think that that's some other separate category. But what I'm trying to say is that the gospel of Jesus Christ should be a primary motivator for us, regardless of whether or not we're out 
actually sharing the gospel or we're in our workplace just doing our jobs faithfully and diligently. So yeah, so I'm not saying that you have to create your accounting spreadsheet and turn it into a gospel presentation. But what I am saying is that we should have this idea of gospel-driven work. We understand that work is a gift from the Lord. We understand ultimately that our salvation and the ministry of reconciliation is a gift from the Lord. And that underlying motivation of the gospel should drive us deeper into deeper diligence of our work because we are working unto the Lord. And we understand that our work could be something that even Jesus classifies in Matthew chapter 5 as others seeing our good works so that they may give glory to our Father who is in heaven. So what we need to understand is that we need to evaluate what our motivations are for our work and then really resolve today to have the gospel be the driving force behind our work. Regardless of what it is, it should shape our minds, it should shape our hearts, it should fuel our actions. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the ministry of reconciliation, understanding that we're ambassadors of Christ, as Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that should be a primary motivator for our work, not envy, not greed. It's understanding that it's a gift from the Lord, ultimately fully realized in the message and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. Pastor Ben Blakey will be back again on August 22nd. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.